This is your official invitation to an event, a happening, a movement, lines of love and unity to celebrate beauty and diversity. Thursday, July 30th, 2020, your local time zone from 12.05 p.m. to 12.35 p.m. Get more information on the Facebook page and the Facebook event and the Facebook group, Lines of Love and Unity to Celebrate Beauty and Diversity. See you there. Welcome to Terrific Tips for Business, where we help you catch the ideas that stick. The point of the podcast is to help you overcome hurdles so you can master your business. I'm your host, Terry Watkins, owner and chief idea catcher at SpinFrogs Consulting, where I work with small business owners to find the pitfalls in their marketing and lift them to success. Let's get to the show. Good morning, listeners. This is Terry Watkins, your host of the Terrific Tip Podcast. And today we have the distinct pleasure and honor of having David Frankel on our call with us. He is an inventor, an entrepreneur, a business owner, a family man, and he's a leader in our community. And his background is really diverse and very interesting. And so I'm honored to have him on the show He has a background in manufacturing playgrounds, and that has really lent his skills and expertise well to being an inventor and to creating a new line for clothing modification that can help us have a more professional appearance. Please join me in welcoming David Frankel to the call. Thank you, Terry. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, David. Hey, we're in an interesting time right now, and so I wanted to have you here to share with our listeners a little bit more about you, and also tell us some more about this leadership uh, that you have, because you have quite a bit of leadership background. Yeah, I felt that when I started my own company five years ago, the only way I'd be successful is if I was surrounded by other successful people. So I started an entrepreneur group called the Charlotte Entrepreneur Think Tank. And we meet, uh, it used to be once a week for lunch, and it got to be too much for a lot of business professionals. So we just narrowed it down to once a month. But it's just about being around people that have been there, done that, people that have been successful. I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room. I rarely am. Uh, so it's great to be around people that have experienced success in inventions or experienced success in business. And why take a chance? Why take a, uh, an endeavor that's unproven when you can be around people that have been there, done that, that can guide you along the way? Uh, beyond the Entrepreneur Think Tank uh, group that I'm a part of, that's on Facebook if those of you want to look that up. Uh, I also am uh, a part of several networking groups as well. Uh, one is for commercial real estate, which has been a, a new uh, love of mine. I got my license last July, and I just want to be the fly on the wall. Uh, again, when you're in your mid-40s and you learn something brand new, it's kind of intimidating, a little scary at the same time. But I feel like that's the best way to, to accumulate wealth is through real estate. And it's a nice balance with the invention and the clothing innovation company I started five years ago. Yeah. So would you say that networking and, and not being the smartest person in the room is a key component to your success? Well, definitely. I think having a diverse background helps a lot. You know, I just used to do online marketing. As you mentioned, I did the commercial playground manufacturing. I did pricing. I found distributors all over the country. Uh, I've also done 
uh, several things just with my own personal businesses. We used to have a photography business. You learn, you fail, you, and you pick yourself up and you move on again. And uh, I think social media is a key to that. You know, when I decided to bring a product to market called the Perky Collar, which is a collar support system for dress shirts, whether I liked it or not, I immediately became a leader in the fashion industry. So I had to learn if I wasn't fashionable, I had to become fashionable. And then my posts had to show fashion-related tips. So when it came to social media, my leadership skills were thrown to the forefront of how everyone should look. And I had to demonstrate that through social media and through my posts. And I had to absorb all the different social media platforms and learn for myself and be have my pulse on the latest and greatest when it came to fashion. And just be willing to put yourself out there and not be afraid of the negativity and not be afraid of the pushback. And a lot of people are jealous because they didn't think of it. So you have to take some of that uh, with a grain of salt and, and move on and just keep pushing forward. And I'm no, now known as the perky collar guy. Whether I like it or not, that's who I am. Uh, and I've tried to uh, join forces with other inventors from across the country. So my brand, Perky LLC, the clothing innovation company, is not just a one-trick pony with one product, but we're a leader in the industry of clothing innovation and solving other clothing, clothing-related problems. And the only way I can do that is because I go to trade shows all across the country and I take the time not just to focus on selling to stores, but also to meet other inventors and other entrepreneurs that are going through the same challenges I'm going through. And that collaboration, it truly is key. And now I represent eight different inventions. Oh, very proud about. Mm. And back in December of 2018, we were able to open up a kiosk uh, to then get in front of the customers face to face, better margins. Uh, and have the opportunity to stand behind the product, see, put a name to the face, and uh, just to customers directly. And to me, that's a sign of leadership as well, being willing to take rejection, being willing to have people totally ignore you as you walk by. Uh, I find it's a great challenge when people walk by me. I focus on eye contact. I want to look them in the eye and say, I have a great tool for your collar, a great tool for your pockets where I can help keep your shirt tucked in. And some avoid you like the plague because a lot of kiosks, unfortunately, are too pushy and are obnoxious. So I try and just be that friendly person that's trying to help you. And some will engage and step in my office, so to speak, and listen to what I have to offer. But for a lot of people, especially a lot of inventors, it's, they're very introverted. And it's very hard for them to step outside their comfort zone and address customers who are walking by. No one's there at the mall to see me. So I have to be a leader and assume they're there to see me and interrupt their flow of where they're going and hope that they're interested in learning about some of the inventions we brought to market. And uh, hopefully I can help them look better. I think some you said a couple of really key pieces there. First of all, not to take the negative too personally. And I think that's one of the pitfalls that entrepreneurs and small business owners run into a lot. We we have our negative monkey chatter that exists in our brain, as my friend Carolyn would say. And it's easy to let that that negative monkey chatter or that negative review or that negative feedback weigh on you and, and stop you from that forward momentum. The other piece that you said that I thought was really valuable for our listeners is the idea that we're not here to sell everybody when we're at a trade show. We're here to collaborate. We want to learn how to open up and break down those barriers of communication so we can really truly have a collaborative mindset. It's not about 
let me take your idea and run away with it. Most people don't want to do that. Most people want to know what you have going on so that they can figure out a way to work with you, to help you get it where you want to go. So being willing to be vulnerable and be transparent in order in the name of creating those really valuable strategic collaborative um, contacts is important. And I think that's critical to helping small businesses. I, agree. And I think grow. relationships are another big component of that as well. Uh, it's the relationship I have with retail owners. It's a relationship I have with other inventors. Uh, it's a trusting relationship as well. I have some inventors that send me their product and it's all on consignment. So when I sell it, I send them money. And if the trust wasn't there, they would never mm -hmm. send me product. And we start off small, uh, but those relationships are so crucial. Mm -hmm. And same with stores. The stores, you know, trust the fact that my product will sell. They trust the fact that I will stand behind the product. And if it, there's a problem with something or there's a defect or anything wrong or someone brings a product back, that I stand behind everything. And I think that's one of the challenges people have with kiosks as well is they just don't know if you're here today and gone tomorrow. So the fact that we've persevered, unlike a lot of kiosks that come and go, and we're still there a year and four months later, says a lot. And they're more comfortable now buying from me because they know we're not here today, gone tomorrow. They know we're here to stay. Uh, and Yeah. And I think when it comes to the digital space, because that's where a lot of us are right now, um, being able to take that same mentality into the social media space, because a lot of people are feeling really invisible right now. The noise has gotten very loud. So do you have a tip for helping people to kind of rise above the noise in the social media space sure, and show their value? I think it exceptional customer service. Go over and beyond anything you've ever done for a customer before because then they become your biggest fans. I would say find your fanatics and give them a platform to share the love for your products and services. And that's so much more powerful than anything you can possibly do. Uh, recently, I unfortunately, with the mall closing, I had to go get a job delivering pizzas because I wanted to find a, a, a source that was considered a necessity and I can also help people and make a little money. And the response I got off of Facebook to sharing people, let people know, Hey, the mall is closed, but I'm not at home having a pity party. I'm not delivering pizzas. So if you live in the Ballantine area of Charlotte, look for me at your front door. And the response I got from people was over 500 likes in a very short period of time, thousands of reviews of views. And the news media started calling me and saying, Hey, we'd love to interview you and your son. Uh, because we love what you're doing. We love the positivity you're bringing. And that's just who we are. You know, I, I just can't sit back and, you know, allow this coronavirus to take over my life. And if I'm back to work in two months or three months or six months, so be it. You know, bills have to be paid. I have four kids at home and two that are adults, and they're all counting on me to help them as needed. And I just can't sit back and wait. So yeah. to answer your question, uh, online, you just got to be visible. You got to stay active. You got to uh, keep taking pictures. You got to keep posting videos. Uh, you have to be an expert in your field. And this is a great time to sit back and develop a lot of content like you're doing, Terry, uh, doing interviews and finding new ways to reach your customers. And you don't have to sell them every time you're reaching out to them, but just be an expert in your field and let them know that you care. Uh, Zig Ziglar once said, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think most businesses are that way. If you take care of them and you go over and beyond mm -hmm. customer service wise, like I had a customer the other day order something on a Saturday at 1130. Well, unfortunately, by the time I got the order, my mail already ran. Well, I got dressed. I filled the order and I drove mm. to the post office. And within an hour, I gave them a, a, a tracking number. Manufacturers don't give you tracking numbers. They send it out. You get it when you get it. But being the time that we're in, it's right. those little things like, wow, that's great customer service. And I did it because I knew that Absolutely. I have to go over and beyond right now. So that hopefully he's so impressed that he posts about it. And then other people see it. 
other people are like in order. So to me, the, yeah. to answer your question, the key is just go over and beyond, be transparent, be honest, be trustworthy, and the business will, will follow. And, and add that value. I think really making sure that you're adding value in, in what you're sharing and in your visibility, that really helps with your credibility. And, and you know, if you're a BNIR like I have been in the past, visibility, credibility, profitability, profitability always follows. So the more visible you can become, the more value you can add in the conversations that you're having, whether it be on social media, via email, or simply picking up the phone and talking to people. I think that component of being able to really go over and above and do do go that extra step that they're not expecting lends to your credibility. And like you said, David, that profitability is certainly going to follow. And I love that you talked about the positivity um, and being interviewed locally because positivity is definitely one of the things that distinguishes a leader. I think if we can have a positive mindset in a crisis, we're going to be the ones that right. people and want the to comments follow, were right? Very inspirational. You know, you're, you know, just the, the feedback I got brought me to tears in most days because it was just, thank you so much. You're an inspiration. And I didn't really necessarily look at myself as inspiration. I looked at myself as someone just sharing their story. And I think people appreciate my transparency and I keep it real. And I know my wife and my older son sometimes shake their head and say, why are you sharing that on social media? And it's like, because that's what my audience wants. They want the, the real me. And they want to know if I'm doing well. They want to know if I'm not doing they well. And point. when people take the time to say, hey, our thoughts and prayers to your family, you'll get through this even better than before. And I, all I can say is thank you. And uh, all the best to you and your family is one of my most popular responses because that's how I truly feel that, yes, it is a tough time. And, yes, things will get better. Uh, you know, every once in a while you get a negative feedback, which is, hey, I don't like Papa John's pizza. I'm like, you know, the funny thing is other people comment. It's like, that's not the point. We're not here to use this platform to complain about Papa John's pizza. The point is, hang in there. The point is, keep your head up. The point is there, you know, find a skill that you have that you're not utilizing today in a new job that you can do from home. And I just recently started working for Preferred Flooring. Exactly. So I can learn the flooring industry to kind of go along with my commercial uh, real estate mm. uh, license. And it will help some of my investors determine the quality of flooring, how long the flooring has to last and things like that. So, again, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone once again. Uh, I can keep doing what I'm doing, but you only can get so far. Uh, but now learning the flooring industry ties nicely into the commercial real estate, along with the fact that they've grown to a $6 million company. I'm not there yet. So obviously, there's something I can learn from this flooring company. And in doing the training modules for Papa John's, they're a global company. You know, they started in a little store in Indiana. You know, and they've grown to thousands upon thousands of locations. There's a process there that I can learn from for my business. So I just try and find a takeaway. If I join another company or I do something on the side, what is that takeaway? How can it make my personal business better? That's a beautiful, beautiful mindset to always be learning. And that's something that right now the world is being still. Mother Nature needs a reset. Us humans need a reset too, and our reset needs to be an assessment of our skills and the value that we can bring to the table. And if we're honest with ourselves and look in the mirror and say, we're frustrated, we're down on our luck, things aren't going the way that we want, you know, we were really counting on that stimulus check, or we were really counting on that loan from the government to bail us out, and now what are we going to do? It might be time to assess the skills that we have and find a way to learn some new ones. 
and step outside that comfort zone to learn a skill so that we can apply that new skill to our business so that we can grow into the future. Because like you said, there will be a future. Exactly and so right. I think that's beautiful. One of the things I started doing recently as well um, for some of the viewers that may be listeners that may have interest is to com- continue to improve my my speech and my ability to publicly uh, express myself and, and to read and so on and so forth and present. I joined a group called ACX.com. And they basically allow you to record audio for audio books. And there's, t- I never even realized, there's tens of thousands of books that are published on a weekly basis that need audio for audiobooks. So I sit here in my house in a safe environment, put on my headset with my microphone, and I read scripts. And I upload those scripts using Audacity, which is free. And those auditions go to these writers, and they can choose to use my recording for their books or not. And they're paid pretty handsomely, 50 to $100 per hour. Uh, for these recordings if you're selected to read their books, which, again, is a whole other industry that I would never have thought about entering but can only make my speech and my confidence and my ability to present better than it was before. That is awesome. And I want to make sure that our listeners know what that platform is because if there are that many books being published, the market is wide open for people who are willing to be that voice. So can you say that again, um, where you're plugged sure. into? To the be website the is ACX, books? as in applecharliexray.com. And that's a place you can find the books that need to okay. have auditions done for them. And then I downloaded a, a program off the internet uh, that's called Audacity, which is just a recording platform. So you could then record your voice, you can back up, restart, re-record things like that and then you can record in mp3 format and then once you have it recorded then you just pull from those that audacity file into acx to upload your audition that's phenomenal thank you david for that information and in fact i'm going to go check that out myself uh because i am working on being a more polished public speaker I think I'm pretty good, but I would love to improve those skills. There's always room for improvement, I believe. So if I can learn something new and learn along the way, because I get to read those books while I'm doing the audio version, uh, I think that would be a great way to add to my knowledge base and to add value to others. So thank you so much for sharing that. Hey, so um, tell me a little bit more about the value of clothing, especially today when we're all meeting via Zoom, what's the value of having professional appearance? And I've been on over a dozen Zoom calls myself just in the last week or two. Uh, Obviously, a lot of my Zoom calls are on flooring guys that tend to be more uh, blue collar, more t-shirts, more hats backwards, hats forward. Uh, But I've also been on some very professional Zoom calls with all business owners. Uh, I've been on Zoom calls with people that uh, are in commercial real estate. And it's amazing to me, uh, truly, the lack of professionalism people are taking on a Zoom call. I mean, you should look at a Zoom call just like an interview. You should dress your best. Granted, you could be in your pajama bottoms if you want because they can't see you below the waist. But, you know, I think it's better. I think you feel better if you just put the whole outfit together, you know, as if you are going to an official interview. Just don't stand up. Just don't I did stand see a meme up, with right? that. Just don't stand a dress up. Shirt and a, uh, a tie, and he stood up. There's a mirror behind him. And it caught his fanny uh, totally exposed. So I definitely don't recommend that just in case there is a mirror around you. Uh, but, you know, treat it like an interview. It, it really should be. It's your best foot forward. These are strangers a lot of times you're meeting with. These are coworkers. You have to dress to impress. And whether you're working from home or not, uh, this is the new norm. I can assure you with coronavirus, we're not going back to the offices or especially big corporate offices anytime soon. 
So this uh, work from home reality is not going to change and it's going to change the world. I think a lot more companies can work from home. So this will be the new norm. And they may have once a week meetings at the office. Uh, I think a lot of companies are going to downsize their office space, which is kind of sad for me in the commercial real estate space. Uh, but I handle retail, so it's not going to affect me as much, but it's going to affect a lot of people. Uh, take your time. Yeah, I definitely foresee that as well, because I think people are going to get comfortable and they're going to find happiness being able to work from home and have some more balance and more time with their family than they ever have before. They're not going to want to go back to the office. I know some people are itching to go back to the office, but I think people in general are, are enjoying this newfound connection time that they haven't had before because they've had to drive to an office that might be 20 or 30 minutes away. So not only are they saving that time, but they're saving their gas mileage too. So I'm with you on that. I think where we are right now is going to be the new norm for at least the next six to nine months. You know, Australia, they're saying 18 months, Spain, they're saying a whole nother year. So they're saying 24 months in Spain. So I'm just looking at it and looking at the USA and saying, guys, we're not anywhere near the end of this yet. I know you're impatient and you want to go back to how things used to be, but we have to get comfortable with how things are because I don't think this that's could be another flu. This could be another thing we deal with every single year for a short period of time and you know, how we're going to prevent it, how we're going to minimize it. You know, it's, the biggest issue to me is just the hospitals, making sure the hospitals can handle the people that are in, in need of care. And if you're sick, stay home. You know, but it's so hard to keep people home for months and months at yeah. a time. And, you know, all of us are busy. And I've, I've seen my kids more in the last month than I've probably seen my kids in the last five years. Uh, I, I enjoy the time I get to spend with them. But since I have four kids that are school age, it is challenging to work from home. It is challenging when they want to go play outside and you have to tell them no. Uh, it is challenging when they want to eat. Uh, so I definitely understand the dynamics of staying from home it is challenging. But regardless of all those factors, when you get yeah. on a Zoom call, look your best. I mean, it, it's so important. It's first impressions. And especially if you're doing a networking group where you, these are people you don't know. Uh, if it, and if it's your coworkers even, look your best. Because obviously you don't dress the job you have, you dress the job you want. So you, you can't just show up and, you know, mm -hmm. laying in bed with your phone tilted to your face and your pillow behind you. That's not professional. And it's not going to take you to the next level. It may be comfortable for you at the time. But it says, hey, this guy just got out of bed or this young lady just got out of bed. Uh, you should have been up an hour ago and you should have been getting ready just like you get ready for work. Well, this is a work call. Yeah. So make it look like a work call. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so since you do have a bunch of young kids at home that are school age and you're going through what a lot of our country is going through right now, how do you work and balance the homeschooling? Do you have a tip for time management that might be able to it help is our, a great our challenge. listeners out? And, you know, my kids are two in elementary, one in middle school, one in high school. And uh, fortunately, my high school there only has one class. And for the most part, being a senior, he's pretty much done. But I still get the calls from, you know, the high school, Audrey Kell High School. Uh, and I still constantly uh, check with him to say, hey, is everything going OK? You check with your homeroom teacher because that's the guidance the school is giving us. But, at, you know, 17, almost 18 years old, I kind of have to give him some freedom. So I think some of it is just trusting your child is going to stay on top. When it gets to middle school, I think there's a little less trust there, obviously. Uh, but he's a good student. So, I, you know, obviously you want to trust your child as well. Uh, but, you know, just try and stay on top of the emails. Uh, there's a lot. And. You know, I think the hardest ones, the elementary school kids and those of you that are preschool kids, they're just not going to sit in front of the computer for hours and hours on end. Uh, so try and do it, break it up in pieces, try and give them a, a regular schedule. We haven't been great about it, 
But I think you try and get them back up at 8 a.m. You try and get their schoolwork done early in the morning and go let them play outside, maybe come back and do a little more schoolwork. Uh, you can definitely be a lot more efficient, and they should feel it too. Instead of being in school from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., they can knock out all their schoolwork in really a couple hours if they can stay focused and, and get it knocked out. So it depends on the child, I think, as to how much work they can handle in, in a period of time. But uh, I, I'm pretty patient, which helps a lot. A lot of parents aren't patient, so that's a big challenge, especially if it's something that comes easy to them but not easy to their child. Uh, you, take, you have to take a lot of uh, mental breaks, go for a walk, uh, enjoy some time outside. Maybe there's something you can learn outside that doesn't have to be in front of the computer. That's still a lesson that the teacher has given, but you can do it in a different environment. I think that helps a little bit because uh, the kids just get stir crazy as well. Uh, our biggest challenge is the video games. I mean, Xbox is just on, it could be on 24-7. So use that as a reward. Hey, you get your homework done, you can have 15 <laughs> minutes, 30 minutes on the Xbox. Um, you know, but then you have siblings fighting over it. I mean, that's a whole other, like you wish you had five Xboxes in your house to make sure every kid had their own and they could do what they wanted. But the Wi-Fi doesn't support <laughs> that much video games going on at one time. Yeah. That can't work. You know, so those are real life challenges. And, you know, you just, like I said, do it in small portions and, just be patient and, and read your child. Your child will tell you what they can handle, what they can't, and uh, you know, do what's comfortable for you. I, I think every household is a little different, and just don't force it on them because then you hate for them to hate education. You want them to love education. So just try and find ways that's fun for you and fun for them, the best of your ability. Yeah, I love that, and I love the concept of get them into a routine. We all need routine. And I think that's been the most jarring thing about this whole experience is our routine got shook up and we haven't been really able to find a new routine or find a new normal. But I know for me, getting up at the same time I was getting up, if I was meeting people in person or not, I'm still getting up. I'm still getting my walk in. I'm still getting my breakfast in. I'm still ready to go by nine o'clock every day because that's what I was doing before. So to have that routine really helps you to feel like, you know, this is just life instead of feeling like this is a terrible situation or instead of feeling like you're an inmate at your house, you actually feel like you're still a functioning and contributing member to our society. And so I, I think routine I, helps with I children I think the networking well. events have helped me as well, even Very though I good. have, a, you know, now that I've done the, the preferred flooring, uh, training I, I have 8 30 calls every uh, every morning monday through friday so that's helped it you know if i want to sleep in i need to get up for those calls but i also have networking calls at 7 30 on tuesday and yeah. 7 30 on wednesday so uh, i'm able to fit those in even with the the training calls but i think it is helpful even as an adult that doesn't have to get up early in the morning not every, not all of you guys are uh, morning people but i think getting up at 7 38 keeping the routine going monday through friday is helpful if you want to sleep in a little bit on the weekends that's fine but I think it's good for the kids to get up too. Like, you know, my 13 year old would love to sleep in until noon every day. Uh, I just, I just can't allow it. It's not healthy for life. <laughs> it's not healthy for their future. It's not how life's going to be once you're out of school. So I think getting, keeping them in healthy routines is really important. Absolutely. All right, David, give our listeners the best way to get in contact with you, to follow you, to learn more about your Clothing sure. line. Well, the, the what, most, how can uh, they thorough way you? to get to know me is through social media and through my website. My website is perkyllc.com, spelled P-E-R-K-Y-L-L-C.com. And on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, even TikTok are all uh, Perky LLC. 
Uh, I also have a personal page on Facebook. Uh, what else is there? LinkedIn I'm on as well. And I have a kiosk at South Park Mall. So for those of you listening in the Charlotte area, you're going to be visiting Charlotte sometime soon. Once the mall opens up, come see me. Uh, what else is there? I think that's it. Oh, let me give you some personal information. My email address is info, I-N-F-O, at perkyllc.com. And I don't mind giving out my personal phone number because if I can help someone, an inventor, an entrepreneur, or a business owner in some way, I'm happy to help. That phone number is 704 839 1169. And again, I'm David Frankel, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Awesome. I am so grateful to have you here, David. I know all of our listeners got a tremendous amount of value out of this conversation today. So thank you very much for taking the time to be with us. And listeners, take the time to connect with David. He has gone out of his way to find business owners who are better than him so that he can learn. This is our opportunity to tap into some of that knowledge to help us learn and help us grow because he is a wealth of knowledge. Thank you again for listening and thank Thank you, you David, for being part of the call today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed the show, help us share it by leaving us a review. Also, make sure to follow us at SpinFrogs, that's S-P-I-N-F-R-O-G-S, at Facebook, and Instagram to be notified about our future episodes. This is your official invitation to an event, a happening, a movement, lines of love and unity to celebrate beauty and diversity. Thursday, July 30th, 2020, your local time zone from 12.05 p.m. to 12.35 p.m. Get more information on the Facebook page and the Facebook event and the Facebook group, Lines of Love and Unity to Celebrate Beauty and Diversity. See you there.